Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Three years ago, before we had ever recorded an episode of this show, we were talking about what this show was going to sound like. Right. And we didn't even know what the show was going to be, what we were going to talk about, what the topic was going to be, what the format was going to be. Well, I mean, we always had the idea it was just going to be us talking, right? I don't know. We talked about a lot of different topics. And eventually we decided on this format, which I like. But there's one topic that we didn't even consider. It would have given us all kinds of content on a daily basis, even on an hourly basis, that we didn't even consider. Just Antonio Brown 24-7? That's it. We should have just done an Antonio Brown (laughs) podcast and forget everything else. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. I'm Josh in Toronto. And I'm Skip in Montreal. In today's episode, more uniform madness. Our weekly injury report. And a correction from last week. But first, a recap of week two in the NFL. Okay, Skip. So um, today we're recording on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason for that is because uh, there were a lot of Sunday football games yesterday. Yeah. And we're probably going to talk about a few of them. Yeah. But the big overarching story in the NFL, you may or may not agree. Can I guess? Please. Injuries. Yes, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> It's incredible. And you know what? I'm not sure why I'm surprised because this happened last year also and probably the year before that as well. Um, it's it's a wonder to me actually that the NFL still exists because yeah. forget about concussions, just regular injuries. Like there are a million injuries every week and these guys, some of them get up and continue playing. Some yeah. of them, you know, they they miss a week and then they continue playing. And some of them, you never hear from them again. And I don't know why anyone would want to put themselves in that kind of a position. I don't get yeah. it. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible when you think about it that... So we had two... Well, look, Foles, like we know Foles got injured week one, right? And now two humongous stars of the game, both quarterbacks, both got injured... Uh, on Sunday, Roethlisberger, who I don't know if you heard, right? He's out for the year. I heard. And Breeze, they say he's out four to six weeks. So I still find that hard to believe. Uh, think about all the rules in place to protect the quarterback. <laughs> like f- compared to 10, 15, 20 years ago. Think about all the rules in place. And like these guys are still getting injured, you know? Like it's amazing how 20 years ago quarterbacks were able to stay healthy. I think to answer your question how, you know, 20 years ago and 30 years ago and 40 years ago quarterbacks were able to survive because you know what the equipment was different back then and now players feel like they're indestructible and invincible with this equipment and they use themselves as like a a weapon and i don't think they used to do that back then because when they would hit someone they would injure themselves also right i think you're you're onto something there um we i don't want to change sports i'd still want to keep talking about the nfl but you know a lot of times when they talk about hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, high sticking, for mm-hmm. example. You always hear the argument, oh, back in the day, there wasn't so much high sticking penalties because the players had respect for each other, you know? So it kind of goes into that, it kind of goes into that same mold. Of, like, players don't want to, like, back in the day, I think players didn't want to, like, for the most part, end someone's career. Now, like you said, they're indestructible. They just throw their body and... Que sera, sera, right? <laughs> now, I don't have any uh, 
factual data to back this up. We usually don't. Right. But I would, I'm going to guess that there's less injuries in rugby where they wear virtually no equipment whatsoever. I agree. And that's a, and that's a pretty violent sport. I agree. It's because they know if you go in head first, you're going to crack your head open. So right, your own, your own head, you know, I honestly think like, I don't know if it's 10 years or 20 years or 30 years from now, either there won't be a national football league or it will look like a flag football league or something. I don't know what. Well, I had a conversation with someone today um, and you know, I've said this last year and on this show and I said this the year before in the show and I was thinking about it all day yesterday. It's like, why I, why do I sit down and watch football on Sunday? The, for the most part, it's a bad product. Yes. The games are not, for the most part, there are great, exciting games. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of, I mean, we watch sports for entertainment, right? And there is a lot of entertainment value in watching football. But for the most part, why the hell are we watching? You know, to see New England beat Miami 43 to nothing, <laughs> you know, or like, they're just like bad games after bad games. Thursday night was the classic example. Did you watch Thursday night, Carolina? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it was on my list of things to talk about. There was like a minute and 40-something left in the game, right? And it took, the, it took, Car- it took Carolina it took, had the ball. Yeah, it took forever a, to play that last minute 45. There was, there, was a, there was a penalty, and they had to review the penalty, and then they had to decide whether they were going to account the 15 yards from the spot of the foul, from the line of scrimmage, from the, where he went out of bounds. Like, no one, no one knew. And it was actually surprising because the announcers didn't really know either what to make of it. And then, so that seemed to take forever. <laughs> then they line up. Tampa calls timeout. I'm like, what the hell? They just had five minutes of doing nothing on the sideline. Now they're calling timeout. They line back up. Tampa called timeout again, which was a penalty. And it was very funny because you saw Todd Bowles, the coach, swearing because he realized how badly he screwed up. But like that, there was literally seven minutes of actual time. Clock time. Not clock time. Actual real life time. Yeah. That went by and not one second went off that clock. You'll never get those seven minutes back. And when they did finally make a... Then when they finally did uh, get the ball clock moving again, there was another review of the stupid McCaffrey play, which everybody knew he didn't cross the goal line. Like everybody and their brother knew that he didn't cross yet, that they're reviewing it. It was the last minute and 40 whatever seconds of that game was 100% unwatchable. Unwatchable. So I'm going to stick with that game for a minute because I agree with everything you said, but you also neglected to mention that there was a delay in the first quarter because of weather, which isn't oh, well, the fault, which isn't to, the fault that, of the, which isn't the fault yeah. of the league or the teams, but yeah. that made the game end Extra even long. later than it should have ended. Sticking with that game for a minute, mm-hmm. forget about anything that happened in the game. Forget about yeah. who won the game or who yeah, lost yeah. the game. Going into that game before it had even begun, you're looking at this game, and what you should have been saying to yourself is. This game is meaningless because, and I'll tell you why, because the team that loses is going to be 0-2 and their season is basically done. And even the team that wins this game, they'll be 1-1, but it doesn't matter because their season is basically done also. But the thing is, they didn't know that Drew Brees was about to get injured. So 8-8 could win that division now. (laughs) It could, but even still... I still yeah. think that somehow New Orleans is going to win that division, even though Drew Brees is injured. Well, they're a better team. There's no question. They are talented. But Teddy Bridgewater, oh, 
he looked like a lost little puppy back there. And, and I, before we segue to the Drew Brees stuff, I just want to say one more thing about Carolina. I think that either at the end of the season or possibly during the season, Cam Newton is going to retire a la Andrew Luck. So Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, the list goes on. Well, Roethlisberger said he wants to rehab and he wants to come back to play at his contract. But I feel like Newton is just going to say, my body has been through enough. I can't do this anymore. And and then he's going to pack it in. And I don't blame him. Because he can't throw. The guy can't throw. I don't blame him either. Yeah. I just hope he saved some money uh, in the last few years, and good for him if he retires. I would, I would retire. <laughs> I would retire too. Like you see him, he was a good quarterback, Cam Newton. He was a good quarterback. He can't throw the ball. He can't, and it's no fault of his own. He's just too much punishment, you know. Anyways, Drew Brees. Yeah, it sucks for them. They might be able to get into the playoffs, and hopefully they will because they feel like they have unfinished business as a team, right? I don't know if I said this on our show uh, mm-hmm. six months ago when yeah. New Orleans got hosed. When they got hosed. Well, they did. They got hosed again the other night. Right, but let's go back to six months ago or whenever it was. I, I, I know I said it. I don't know if I said it on the show, but I said, you know, it's too bad that New Orleans isn't playing in the Super Bowl last year yeah. because, well, A, I think they have a better chance to beat New England than the Rams do, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, and number two, I thought that last year was really the last chance for Drew Brees because he's not a young man anymore. And now with this, he's getting older. He's got this injury. Yeah, I I just think the window—if it's not closed, it's closing very rapidly. Right, and I mean they haven't drafted a quarterback. They have this guy Taysom Hill, who they bring in as a kind of gimmick player. He's like a quarterback technically. He's number seven, right? But clearly, Bridgewater's their backup. I don't think they have a plan for the post-Drew Brees era. But they, they're probably they're probably thinking about it now. I mean, he's going to be... He's 40 already. I'm a man. He's a man. He's yeah. 40. Yeah. Right? I'm a man! I'm 40! In Bridgewater's defense, he hasn't played in a while. He was yeah. rusty. And I, and I suspect, you know, with a full week of preparation before the next game, he should be better next week than he was this week. But is he somebody you can rely on to take you to a championship? No, of course not. Practice is very important in the NFL. I know Allen Iverson made fun of practice, but it's very important in the NFL for the quarterback especially. Yeah, it's you know, not like gets, the NBA. It's very important, yeah. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? practice so i mean i think pittsburgh season was i don't think they were in contention anyways so i don't know if the roethlisberger injuries meaning less or meaningful or or whatever it is but i really don't care about it and i was thinking about it today again you know last year we put a ban on the nba because we already knew who the champion was going to be before the season started yeah. I Why remember. didn't we do that with the NFL? No, you first of all, you don't know who's gonna win the championship this year in football. Football is so it's it's very unpredictable. Yeah, okay, you know New England's gonna make the playoffs, and there's a good <laughs> chance they're gonna make it to the Super Bowl, but still, yeah. you don't know who's gonna win. There's the Kansas City Chiefs, there's still the LA Rams, there's still Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. We'll make a we'll wait we'll make a wager. Okay. Would you take this deal right now? I'll take the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. And you can have all the rest of the teams. I will Who take. I will has... take all the rest of the teams. <laughs> I will. I know I... you will. It's the right bet, obviously. Yes. Obviously, it, it is. But you know where I'm getting at. They they just look so unstoppable. You no. Know? 
they do, but I mean, who have they played? No, of course. I mean, look, the Miami Dolphins are like, they're like a, a good college team, no? You know what you're going to see, I'm afraid, in the NFL this year. The, the one thing about the NFL that was always good was that you never really knew until like week 14, 15, 16, what was going to happen. There was always intrigue. Yeah. There was always yeah. playoff races. You know, like there was all these these scenarios, even going into the last week of the season. If this team wins and this team loses and this team ties, well, then this team's going to make the playoffs, you know? Yeah. But this year, I'm afraid it's going to be much like baseball, where you're going to have like the cream of the crop that's going to be and really good. And all the dregs. And all yeah. the dregs that are going to be really bad, like the Dolphins, like the Giants, like Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um and, and other teams that are 0-2. And, and there won't be this parity that you usually see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, look, the thing about the NFL is they don't have the draft lottery. So the only way to get that number one pick is to finish dead last. So uh, clearly the Dolphins have the edge on that <laughs> right now. But, um, you know, teams, if you pack it in midway through the year and you've got four wins, you know, you're still not getting the first pick probably, you know? The thing is, the first pick overall in the NFL draft is not as valuable as it is in the NBA because you've got 50 guys on no, a football team. You know, you have five guys on the floor in the NBA. You have one superstar like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. He can carry your team. The- you could have the best quarterback. You could draft the, the best quarterback in the draft next year first overall. But if the rest of your team stinks, then you're not going to do anything. Look at Kyler Murray. He was the first pick. And he's full of talent. The little guy, he's full of talent. He looks kind of sharp. You know, he looks like he could be an NFL quarterback, but his team stinks. Yeah. <laughs> right? So they're 0-2, right? But, I mean, the Dolphins are clearly going for the first overall pick because they want to draft Tua, right? Yeah, and I don't even know that he's that good. I'm not I'm not 100% sure either. When you play on Alabama, it's easy to look good, right? Actually, I think the quarterback is that the one on Oklahoma. I think he's probably a better quarterback. The one that uh, the one that transfers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if he's a better quarterback, but he's putting up numbers now in Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I there saw, you go. Yeah. Do you want to keep going with the NFL? I don't want to make this into a Philadelphia Eagles podcast, but we were texting during the game yesterday. But, but. sure, we can talk about the Eagles. I wanted to talk about something actually that happened in Week One because sure. we recorded before this happened. Okay. But it was the it was the Monday night game. Oh yeah, it was we recorded on Monday when the games were uh, going. Actually yeah. no, we recorded on Sunday. Sunday night. Yes. yes. Sorry. But but last week's Monday night game between New Orleans and Houston yeah. was actually a really good game because it went yeah. down to the wire and Oh yeah. And both teams are actually good. There was uh, one comeback and then there was the second comeback. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we talk about how, you know, there's 16 games a week and 12 yeah. of them or 13 of them suck. Yeah. But but there are some good ones, and that was a good one. Yeah. So I wanted well, to mention I mean, that. Deshaun Watson is very exciting. He is. Right? He is. They have DeAndre Hopkins, who's a fantastic receiver. And then on the other side, you have Drew Brees, who can kind of do whatever he wants when he, you know, when he gets the ball, right? As long as he can hold the ball in his hands, <laughs> which he's not able to do now. But one thing about that, that New Orleans-Houston game. So if you recall late in the game, um, this was uh, when Houston took the lead with like a minute left. It was crazy how he threw up two bombs and they scored. Oh, no, no. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the extra point. Oh, yeah. That was so, nuts. <laughs> so, so Kai Fairbarn, if that's how you pronounce yeah. his name, he missed Whatever, the first yeah. extra point. Yeah. And he was lucky that they called a penalty and he got to kick it again. 
Mm-hmm. But the truth is that penalty was a joke because he was completely finished his follow through before was he terrible. was before he was even touched. So it, it was wasn't terrible. because of the penalty that he missed. He just right. plain missed. Yeah. And I, I was said, happy that I was happy. That, I mean, in the end, that play didn't change the outcome. It didn't. But I, I was saying to myself before he kicked the second time, right after he missed and before they called the penalty, I said, they should cut him right now. Like, like right now, before yeah. the game even ends. Because how <laughs> do you kickers, miss that as, as a professional miss NFL extra kicker? Points now. Extra points are like a 30-something yard field goal, yeah, right? Still, you should not miss an extra point. I know, I know. But every week, there's extra points that are missed. Every single week. Anyhow, he was so lucky that they called a penalty and he got the second chance. In, in the end, it didn't matter because New Orleans went down the field and won the game. And I was happy that they did. Yeah. But, but that was just ugly to watch. <laughs> You're so funny. It was ugly. It's because kickers make it look so easy, right? These guys kick a 55-yard field goal. They have five yards to spare. It goes right through. And then the next kick, they can't even kick an extra point, right? Yeah, I don't get it. I think a lot of it has to do with the holder. But anyways, I've never kicked a field goal, so I couldn't tell you. Have you ever kicked a field goal? No, I haven't. No. So I saw a video on Twitter of this girl in grade three who's kicking field goals. And she did it? Yeah, little girl that's kicking Im- field goals. That's like, impressive. Like it's nothing. Like that's- it's nothing. I don't know how deep they are, but I mean, she's kicking field goals. That's impressive. <laughs> Twitter, you find out everything, Josh. So um, I have a few other little NFL tidbits. Sure. But was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, I mean, the Eagles just, I don't want to get too much into it. We were t- texting last night and then I was like, Eagles game was the same game as last week. They only showed up for half the game. I know they had tons of injuries and all kinds of guys. At one point, they had, they're had missing four receivers. But, like, you can't play for half the game. When you don't show up for half the game, That which is what they did against the Redskins, you know, mm-hmm. last week they were able to overcome it because the Redskins suck. This week, they didn't show up for half the game. But the Falcons are a better, a better team than the Redskins, and they won, you know, so... I was so annoyed about that Eagles game. I'm not a fan. I had picked the Eagles in my pool. And I, you know, I think very little of the Falcons and, and once the game ended and the Falcons won, I said, you know, Eagles fans should be embarrassed right now. They, well, I mean, the Eagles should be not the fans. It's the Eagles, right? right? I mean, Matt Ryan stank. He threw interceptions like crazy, but the Falcons defense is better than advertised. You know, they're, they're, they're actually a half decent defense. Their running game is formidable, and then then they have Julio Jones. So look at the winning play, right? Matt Ryan didn't have to do very much other than throw the ball to yours, Julio Jones, and let him run the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, on to the next week. But uh, for the Eagles, like they really can't afford to fall too far behind the Cowboys, and I can't believe I'm about to say this because for two or three years I've already been saying that Dak Prescott is highly overrated. Um, I think he might be good. <laughs> I think he's good. Yes. He looked really, really impressive. I and mean, granted, it was only against the Redskins, but he was in total control of the offense. And you can say what you want. He doesn't throw the ball downfield. He doesn't do this. He's not a great this. Or you, like you can point out all his weaknesses. But what they ask him to do in their offense, he's in total control of his offense. You know, he knows what he's supposed to do, and he does it. And they have Ezekiel Elliott, and and they they have a good team. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott is a huge difference maker. Plus, don't they still have don't they still have Amari Cooper? They do, and he wasn't even really a factor against the Redskins. He's there, and I completely forgot about this until Jason Witten is back. Like, got a touchdown. That guy was in the broadcast booth a year ago. Now he's playing. I don't get it. I don't know. It just goes to show maybe playing tight end is not too hard. You know, 
Unless he kept himself in super shape. So the big question the is, when do the Eagles play the Cowboys? Uh, I think it's week six. Okay. I'd have to double check that. That's just off the top of my head. All right. Cowboys have a very easy schedule. Like, uh, as you could see, like who they played so far, right? They had uh, the Giants the first week and they had the Redskins um, this week. And then I think they have an even easier game in week three. Hold on, bear with me while I check. Yeah, they're playing the Dolphins. <laughs> so, like, they're going to be 3-0, and you know, and the Eagles will have to try to keep pace. Um, but that, don't the Eagles playing, also get to play the Detroit. Dolphins this year then? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. The, the schedules, they, they line up. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, um, here's something change that... change gears or... No, no, I still want to talk about the NFL, but here's something that bugs me. You're kidding me? Boy, are you bugging me, man? I'm going to... When I get, I'm not nailed. I'm, I'm getting bugged now. Whoa, man. Oh, what bugs me? The return of what bugs me? We haven't had one for like four episodes. No, I think we had one every episode. We just didn't qual. Sometimes you're right. We didn't introduce it as what bugs me. Technically, the whole podcast is a what bugs exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah, this is true. So obviously everyone and their dog has heard the story about Odell Beckham and his watch. It's so ridiculous, though. No? It is completely ridiculous. But the thing that bothers me about this story is, so I first heard about it on Monday, the day after it happened. Mm -hmm. And every story I read on every website and every television station or whatever, they all said exactly the same thing. You can go back. It was a wire story. You can go back and read it. He's wearing this $250,000 watch, yada, 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 yada. Anyway, on Tuesday, somehow it's still news. Yeah. So there's more stories about it. But somehow, in every story I read on Tuesday, the value of the watch has now somehow changed to $190,000. Ah. When it was $250,000. Someone checked. Someone did some fact-checking. I, I don't understand this. But this is what I don't understand. I don't care if the watch is $200,000. I don't care if the watch is a million dollars. I don't care if the watch is $2. What the hell are you doing playing with a watch? In the first place, I don't care how expensive it is. Even if it's a $5 watch from the drugstore, why are you wearing it while you're playing? I think it's because I think it's because he kept he had to check to make sure that his parking meter didn't run out uh, and he needed he, to go fill the meter, so that's he why he this, kept looking at his watch. He should have got an Apple Watch and he could have got the parking app from whatever city they were in and he could have like, you know, juiced the meter while he was playing. You figure I would have done you that. You figure Strange how the value of the watch changed in a matter of 24 hours. I have one more NFL note, and I was going to save it for the, uh, we leave you with this, but I think I need to put it in right now. Okay. It's been three years we're talking about the Carrie Underwood, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Oh, I haven't seen it this year. Okay. Now, something happened in the one from yesterday, because I didn't watch last week the intro, and this week I did. Something, like, it's not that it dawned on me. But there was something so obvious that I only realized yesterday. Mm -hmm. That song is is a cover of Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, I Hate Myself for Loving You.
your face and you're not so sure, Joan, jo- Joan Jett was in the intro yesterday with Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to listen to the song. I haven't heard it in a long time. But I I'm know. Su- I'm sure you're right. I- I'm watching the thing and I'm listening to it and I'm watching it and I'm like, why is Joan Jett in this? That's Joan Jett. Why is she there playing guitar with Carrie Underwood in this song? And then I'm like, wait a minute. This is Joan Jett's song. And how come I haven't known this for like five years or however long they've been doing? How come it took this long to realize that? It's really quite bizarre. Well, they haven't been using they haven't been using this exact song since Sunday Night Football started years and years and years ago. The song changed, I think. You're right. Three or three or four years ago, the song changed. It was more of a country music song, right? To what it is now, it changed three or four years ago, maybe. Anyways. Go go see if you can watch the intro from yesterday. Find okay. it on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Well, so we're sticking with the NFL. Oh man. We this we t- we touched on this last week. Um, how about those ugly white sideline mm-hmm. jackets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just that one team. It seems no, like it was the hats they had last week. They had hats too. And, and the jackets. Yeah. And it seems no, it was like the whole league. It was the whole league last last week. Yeah, like one of the two teams. Like, I don't know if it's the home team or the visiting team, but in every game, one of the two teams is wearing those ugly white sideline jackets and the ugly white baseball hats. Stupid. Anyway. Stupid. That's all you have to say. They're so ugly, I don't understand why why this is a thing anymore. This white on white thing. Silly. My last NFL note. Oh my God. More NFL. So I don't watch the NFL network very often, Mm -hmm. but lately, every time I watch... And I'm and I have an HD television, and yeah. I'm watching on the HD channel. Yeah. But the picture is terrible. It depends what they're showing. But what are you watching? Like highlights of that game from that day. Oh, I mean, I don't notice that. Usually, I'm good. Pay attention. I find yeah. the picture quality is very bad on that channel. I wonder if it's like they're getting an amalgamation of highlights from all different networks, and they've got to do something to them. You know. The other thing that know. was the other thing that was weird is. You know, during the week, they'll show you the full game over again. They'll pick one game from the week and they'll show you the game, whatever. I don't know which game they pick. Yeah, yeah. So they were doing that. And I forget which game it was. And and the screen was like, it had those black things down the side of my screen. The screen wasn't full. Letterbox. As if the feed that they got wasn't an HD feed. I wonder what channel you're watching on. It's very bizarre. Well, I'm watching the NHL Network. Sorry, no, NFL, NFL Network. I don't know. I'm going to watch. Next time you see that, you call me and I'm going to turn on my... Well, in fact, I texted you last time it happened and you didn't respond. What? I texted you. If you go back like a week <laughs> in your text messages, you'll see. I said, are you watching the NFL Network right now? And no, what you, you texted I, me and you said, are you watching Fox right now? That was another text. That was a different text on a different day. You're getting them mixed yeah. up now. Okay. Have, anyways, next time that happens, if I don't answer, call me. Major League Baseball. All right, I'm going to switch to baseball. Baseball. Can we go to hockey? Okay, sure. <laughs> hockey was going to be last, but okay. No, okay, go to baseball. Let's go to baseball. You wanted to go. I told you I told you before we started that you could drive the show, so go ahead. Okay, so two things. Yeah. One, and this is just to um oh, wait a minute. Okay, before we even go to baseball or hockey, I need to correct something I said last week. Oh. Um I was referring I was talking about tennis. 
Yes. And I had referred to um, Ashley Barty, who I believe is the number one ranked women's tennis player currently. Possibly. And I referred to her as an American. She's not American. I apologize to Ashley Barty. Um, She's in fact Australian. And Ah. there's a big difference, even though they both start with an A. So (laughs) I, I do want to correct myself. Good. Corrections are good. I should have started the show by doing that. We got to stay humble. Now, now we can go to baseball. So last okay. week we were talking about those ugly uniforms where the ones were all black and yeah. the ones were all white. And, and monochromes. And we listed all the things about them that we didn't like. One thing I forgot to mention. Mm. So now you'll see, you'll see sometimes highlights, you know, plays of the month or plays of the year. So you'll see highlights from games that were that. played that weekend. Right. You have no clue when you're looking at the highlights. Was that Boston <laughs> versus Detroit? Was it Toronto versus Cleveland? Was it Houston versus Los Angeles? You have no idea because every team was wearing black and white that weekend. So you have no clue what it is. This is one of your strongest takes ever. Because, I love it. No, so now this, not only was it bad as it happened live, it's, but it's, it's bad for many worse. years to come now. It's, it's 20 times worse. Like imagine, imagine like there's like, the craziest catch of all time during that weekend. Mike Trout jumps over the left fielder, his over his head, and then springboards over the wall, catching the ball backhanded. And you're you're gonna be like, oh, what team is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I had to get that off my chest. The other thing that I wanted to mention about baseball, very yeah. similar to football, there's a million injuries. Like oh, all yeah. these teams. Some of them in a pennant race have lost not just, you know, like the 25th guy on the roster. They've lost Anthony Rizzo. They've lost Javi Baez. They've lost Mike Trout, who was, you know, might win the MVP, but might not now because he's missing the rest of the year. It's Kristen Yelich. Kristen Yelich. Thank you for reminding me. It's unreal. Well, I mean, that to me, that's the biggest one. I mean, they're fighting for the wild card spot and now they lost their best guy, right? It's unbelievable how many injuries are happening in baseball. It's just... Yeah. It's, it's going to make the playoffs not as exciting as they should Supposedly, be. Supposedly, Yelich can come back in six weeks, but who knows if they'll be in the playoffs and they'll be the, that's the when the World Series will be, right? So Yelich can come back and he's going to watch the Astros and Dodgers, but at least his knee will be good when he's sitting on the couch. The National Hockey League. I wanted to talk about hockey. Me too. So Mitch Marner finally signed. Well, it didn't take that long, actually. At your office, all your Leaf buddies must be high-fiving and so happy. Well, I haven't been to the office in a while. I know, I know. But still, like people must be happy or or not. I think there's some Leaf fans that are very apprehensive. No, you always make fun of me because I don't go on social media. I know. I actually went on social media like right after I heard that Marner was signed. It was out of control. But you know what was the most common thing I read on Twitter right after he signed? It wasn't uh, like what was his average annual salary. It wasn't how many years. It wasn't like, oh, what are the Leafs going to do now? Because they have, you know, 40% of their salary tied up in four players or whatever it is. The thing that I read the most was people were commenting how Elliot Friedman beat Darren Dreger to break the news. And it was such a huge deal because Darren Dreger had done so much work all summer long. And then Elliot Friedman beats him to the punch. That's how it goes. It's still, it's still hockey night in Canada. Aren't they all, uh, it's TSN versus uh, Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Yeah. yeah. The rivalry, that's the real rivalry, right? Now, I don't know who actually broke the news first. Mm. I, I really don't. But it it's just- matter. But it's just so funny that like that's all that anything was really that's all that anyone was really talking about. 
It's funny because it doesn't matter to us at all or any fan at all, but it matters to them, I think. For sure, because it means more followers. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, look, the Leafs have a lot of money tied up in four guys. I don't know how that's going to work, but they, at least they're young guys, right? Yeah, well, they didn't really have much of a choice. How could you not sign Marner, right? Of course. You're not going to go, even if you save that money, you're not going to go and get a player of that caliber to replace him. No, but at least it's not like they didn't sign a 32-year-old veteran to a five, six-year contract where you know it's useless. Like, like they, all the guys that are on, that they have are that are making $10 million a year or ish, whatever they're making, mm-hmm. they're all young, yeah. right? So it's hard to... It's hard to fault that, but it's still hard to build a team when you're you have so much salary tied up in four guys. Well, I mean, they have but no we'll they have no flexibility now, right? If they have to no. go out and get a player like the during the season, they can't. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, but but it's interesting because the 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 common thinking, like the 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 thought behind this whole Marner business, was that when he signed, that he would be the first one, and then all these other RFAs would kind of come to the table and sign as well. Because they'd see like what the value is, but you know, Braden Point still not signed. The two guys on Winnipeg are still not signed, right? So, but but the Bruins sign McAvoy. He... Yeah, but McAvoy's not in the class of the others, you know. But yes, the Bruins signed McAvoy. But Braden Point's basically said he's not signing, so I don't know what's happening there. And Line a is threatening to go play in Switzerland, so uh, it should be interesting because the first exhibition games are today. Yes, well, the thing season started. The thing is, the Leafs actually did overpay. They didn't have a choice. They had to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so now, all these other players are going to ask for more money. That's right. So I, I suspect you're going to see a bunch of guys. It's going to go to until December 1st. Like yeah, it did with... I, I think you're right. I think there's going to be guys that are just not going to play, right? So, I mean, the what I found out today was that there were two teams that made an offer sheet to Mitch Marner in recent weeks and he turned them both down. I'm so curious to know which two teams those were. I bet you the Habs are in on that. I'm sure they were because they had all this money and they made an offer sheet to uh, Sebastian Ajo. Why wouldn't they make an offer sheet to Marner? 100%. But I mean, the offer sheet goes both ways. It's not just because you offer doesn't mean they accept, right? Right, right. So, I mean, something had to really blow his socks off. And he probably always knew the Leafs were going to come back to the table and get what 10. He, he knew he was going to get, he knew he, he knew around what he was going to get, you know? What he said was he didn't want to play for any other team. So that's why he turned down the others. <laughs> okay, good for him. So. Do you hear about this other story that broke kind of last week, this week? I forget when, around the time we recorded about how Evgeny Malkin said he didn't want to play for the Penguins unless they traded Phil Kessel. I heard that, yes. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff about that, saying that he had he couldn't stand playing with Kessel last year. It was a miserable experience. And apparently Crosby met with Malkin during the summer, and Malkin told him that he had, if Malkin told him, like, that's it, I think my days as a Penguin are finished, I can't play with Kessel anymore. And then Crosby apparently went to management and said, look, it's, you, you're, it's me and Malkin, and and you're getting rid of Kessel, and that's exactly what they did. And poor Kessel, they sent them, sent them to Arizona. So I mean, I don't know what goes on in the locker room or on the bench, but they did win two Stanley Cups with Phil Kessel. So no, and and the article that I read basically said that Malkin like basically said like he liked playing with Kessel for a couple of years. It was really really good, but last year 
Apparently, Malkin felt like Kessel was all about his stats. He was extremely selfish. When things weren't going well, he was just a selfish player. And, you know, Kessel doesn't have a good reputation anyways. No. As, a, as like a teammate, right? But he can score goals. 100%. He can score goals. I want to tell you something that happened yesterday. Okay. So yesterday, you were talking about how the first preseason NHL games are tonight. Yes, yes. Yesterday, there was the highly anticipated Montreal Canadian scrimmage, red versus white. Correct, yeah. It was sold out. Was it really? <laughs> well, there was a huge crowd, apparently, yeah. So, of course, RDS televised it. Of course, yeah. What you probably don't know is that it was blacked out here. Even a preseason... No, it's not even a preseason. It's not even it's a preseason a, game. It's a nothing game that doesn't count for anything. And it was blacked a, out. It's an intra-squad game. It was blacked out. Oh my God. I couldn't There's stop no laughing when I found that out. Yeah. I mean, I guess people watched it. I don't know. I'm sure There's diehards everywhere, you know? There's diehards that are going to watch anything, right? So, speaking of the Canadians... Oh, yeah. This is this is a question for you. Is it? And it's probably maybe it's too early to ask this question, but like Ryan Paling and Nick Suzuki, are yeah. those guys like? Are they guaranteed of making the team this year? Or, or I don't think so at all. Okay. I think people want them to. The fans, you know how it is. Fans are like, oh, we got to give the rookies a shot and all this. Like, I think Paling has a chance because he actually played a game or two last year at the end of the year. He played a great game. And he's physically like, he's physically like the right size. And don't forget, he's older than Suzuki, right? So he has a chance. I think Suzuki's going to the American Hockey League. That's that's what they should do to him. He's he's a, he played junior last year. Let him play in the AHL for at least a half a season. No, I have no idea how good these guys are. You know. Well, look, Suzuki tore up the the OHL last year, and he destroyed everybody in the playoffs. He had an amazing season but that doesn't mean anything no it doesn't mean anything that's why i said put him in the ahl let him excel in the ahl against pros right and then see i don't think i don't think suzuki's making it i think paling might you know so okay yeah all right well i'm done you're done okay before we sign off remember you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the skip and josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts including apple podcasts stitcher google play iHeartRadio, and of course, Spotify. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you via email, skipandjoshshow at gmail.com, via Twitter at skipandjosh, or by liking and following our Facebook page. As always, you can get all the links to everything I just talked about on our website, skipandjosh.com. We leave you with this. I already told you my Joan Jett story, but that was, um, I do have something else that I can end the show with. Okay, go ahead. I have something also. Uh, in the category of recommendations, tremendous show on Netflix, and I know you have a Netflix account, Josh. Um, a I show borrow called, someone else's Netflix account. Yeah, a show called Unbelievable. It's definitely, definitely worth watching. It 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 only it only became available on Friday. Mm-hmm. And by Saturday night, me and my wife had watched all the episodes. How many are there? Uh, there was only eight. Okay. But it's a tremendous show, and it's definitely worth a watch. Okay. Well, 
I will consider that, but actually my thing also has to do with television. Television? Because next week is like the launch of the fall season for network television. I know you probably don't even watch network television anymore. I was about to say, who watches network television? But you know me, I'm old fashioned. Yeah, and there are you know there's like taping shows every night. There's like your VCR. Yeah, yeah, there's like three or four shows um, every season that I watch religiously. Right, this is us. That's one of them. Yeah, the Goldbergs. That's another one. Uh, I don't know the other two. Well, it's funny that you don't know the other two because, and I'll tell you which they are in a minute. But both of them, I've discovered that this is the final season for both of these shows. So next oh. year, I won't be able to watch them anymore. What are they? Well, one of them is Modern Family. Oh, yeah, I've seen the commercials, but it's the final season, yeah. And the other one is Shit's Creek. Oh, well, that's a CBC show, right? Yeah. But it's actually not just a CBC show. It's on Netflix in the United States. It's I got, know. It's I won have, Emmy Awards. I have American colleagues in New York that tell me they watch Shit's Creek on Netflix. I'm like, really? It's a good like, show. I know it's good. I know it's. I'm sure it's very, very critically acclaimed. Apparently, it's extremely funny. It is. Yeah, I'll. I'll wa- I'm gonna watch the Goldbergs. I'll watch the Goldbergs. Out of the shows you mentioned, I'll watch the Goldbergs for sure. Anyway, that's all. That's all. That's it. Anyway, so we'll probably speak uh, around the same time next week. Sounds good. Okay. Bye.